What's up, stewards? We're so stoked to have our first ever Good Service Live event in collaboration with Tableau Kitchen and Bar at South Coast Plaza in Costa Mesa, California on March 27th. Uh, there's going to be live Q&A, panels, special guests, and a lot of other fun activities. We can't wait to have fun with you guys there and meet all of you guys. Event details will be in the show notes. We're so stoked to see you guys there. Welcome to Good Service. We are your hosts, Ben Chung. And Kevin Zha. Each week, we'll be breaking bread and having real, raw, and vulnerable talks about life, faith, and everything in between, and always over a fire meal. Thanks for joining our table today. Let's eat. Folks, welcome or welcome back to another episode of Good Service. We are your host, Ben. Kevin. And I'm very excited for today's guest. Uh, today, we have author, professor of theology at Biola University, Woo. pastor of preaching and vision at Reality LA, hey. represent. We have husband and father. We have Jeremy Treat in the pod. Yeah, hey, let's go. Jeremy, so, so good to be with you guys, man. You are my pastor. <laughs> Here I am. It's exciting. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. I'm glad we just get to hang out. Man. No, we're yeah. hanging out. We're, yeah. And we're, so we're about to get into this meal today. Uh, our meal is blessed by Gyoza Bar. Ooh. So I, they're in uh, Echo Park, which is my neighborhood. And um, hey. they're, I think they're pretty new. I just passed by on Sunset one time and I was like, yeah. Gyoza Bar, what is this? So. Mm. Uh, wanted to check it out. So today we have their uh, pork gyoza as well as their vegan gyoza. Ooh. And uh, we have their cold tofu with chili flakes and then their uh, spicy pork with bean sprouts with poached egg. Mm. Mm. So mm. that's what we got. And Glorious. so before we get into it, we're gonna, I'm gonna dip my gyoza first so I can yep. get some Ooh. sauce. Ooh. So we have, before we get into the convo, Jeremy, we have yeah. a first bite reflection. Oh, okay. It is a, uh, every, every uh, before every episode, I just like pray and I'm like, Lord, what are we talking about? What do you want to prompt us with today? And I don't know, maybe given the new year, I think everybody starts the new year off with like goals and like healthy, like let's be healthy, <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's yeah. be healthy. So what does it mean for you to be healthy in 2024? Ooh. What does it mean for you to be healthy in 2024? That's good. That's a so good question. Hold that thought. I'm going to get into the pork. And we do a little air dab. Yes, okay. a little air, air dab. Cheers. 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 Mm. Whoa. I'm going to do the veggie because it's green. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it to be like so juicy inside. Mm -hmm. That is a juicy no, there's pork. There's a lot going on in yeah. there. Okay. Oh, it's wow. good. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. good. Oh wow! Shout out Gilza Bar. Yeah, I'm into it. It's yeah. Dry at all? No. Yeah. Which is nice. Saucy and flavorful. I love it. Wow. How's the vegan one? Did you try the vegan one? Yeah, I went straight in. I can't even tell that it's vegan. Honestly, oh, it's just See? really flavorful. That's how you know. Delicious. Nice. Delicious. Okay. Shout out. Yeah. Shout out Gilza Bar. Um, good. So, what does it mean for you to be healthy, and specifically hmm. you? Not like for other people. What does it mean for you to yeah. be healthy in 2024? Yeah. I mean, the things that come to my mind right off the bat are for me to embrace the limits and the calling that God has given me. Mm. And so like the limits, embracing my limits means I can't be everywhere at once. Mm -hmm. yeah. I can't do everything. I've got to recognize there are certain things that God has called me to and entrusted me to do. And I want to do those things well. Mm. And I think I'll sacrifice my health if 
I try to do more than God has designed me or called me to do, mm-hmm. or I try and do what God has called me to do, but do it like somebody else is doing. Yeah. So like if I can embrace my limitations, like, man, I'm a, I'm a husband, I'm a father, I'm a pastor, and ultimately I'm a child of God mm-hmm. and function within those limitations rather than trying to yeah. defy them. I think I'll experience health and be able to do that stuff out of a healthy place. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's the first thing that comes to mind for me is like, I mean, part of that is maybe last year I talked a lot about to the church, but even in my own life of embracing weakness, mm-hmm. like I, like God taught me last year to stop hiding my weakness, covering up my weakness, mm. but embracing my weakness as a yeah. way of experiencing God's strength. And I think I'm, I think I'm learning that more, but even with limitations, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. man, just what's God calling me to focus on and do well at that yeah. uh, and yeah. trust God. Like if I'm really trusting God, I'm not going to run myself into the ground as if everything is yeah. dependent on me. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. So that's where I start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What are some like boundaries for you? Like uh, there must be, I mean, you've been doing this for a while now, right? So as you've learned uh, yeah. through trial and fire, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sure there was a lot of those. Um, what are some of those like teachings, like practical teachings you feel like, mm-hmm. man, this is a red flag for me. And that means I have to stop and pause so I can create these boundaries. Well, I mean, I think the red flags are, are when I start, when I recognize that I'm being driven by stress rather than mission mm, or that I'm yeah. being, I'm like, I'm motivated more by fear than I mm, am by faith. That's good. Um, or things that are gifts when they start to feel like burdens. Like Ooh. when those things start happening in my life, like when preaching the word, like, man, I love preaching. It's like, yeah, it's yeah. such a gift that I get to stand before people yeah, and say, yeah. here's what God says. And here's God's heart for you. Like, I love it. Yeah. But when, when I'm exhausted and preaching starts feeling like a burden, mm. that's often a red flag to me that I'm doing it on my own strength. Yeah. I'm caring too much about what people think about me as opposed mm. to what they think about Jesus. Well, that's good. So like some of those things are the red flags, but man, I just got to come back to like you, you mentioned boundaries. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've got to have, my goal is to have really clear priorities in my life. Yeah. Like I live for the Lord and then God's called me to my wife, my children, the ministry, uh, friendships, anything else kind of margins after that. Yeah. And, um, and I want to be faithful with those things. I have to build my schedule and my energy, my time, <laughs> mm-hmm. my money, like around those things. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it's just boundaries, man. Like, I mean, it's like with my phone, I gotta have boundaries with mm-hmm. my phone. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> new, new year, trigger word, trigger new year. Word. Let's all like, remember, uh, like, put your yeah, phone yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Trigger, trigger. Um, but no, like, it's it's simple yeah. things. Like, I get into the Word before I'm in the world. Wow. Like, wow. if if that's I wake good. up every morning mm-hmm. and check wow. my phone, if that's the first thing I do when I wake up, I'm I'm likely gonna I'm starting my day off with comparison, with anxiety. <sighs> all the things that I haven't done, so real. All the, right? And then I'm gonna go out and live like I gotta, I gotta justify myself to all these other people. Wow. Whereas if I start off waking up, getting in the word, man, I'm with God. I know who I am. Mm. Like I can face anything that day. Wow. I don't need to go justify myself before others. I've been justified in Christ. Wow. God approves of me. Yeah. So that, that's like a simple one. Is But man, it's tempting for me. Like I get up and I'm like, I wonder if anyone emailed me. I wonder mm. if yeah. this thing, you know, if anyone liked what I put on right, Twitter right, last right, night or yeah. whatever, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. 
So it's just it's just that discipline. It's those boundaries. So right now. <laughs> Come on, man. It's yeah, all of us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So it takes intentionality, mm, but it, yeah. it plays out in a, in a lot of ways. Yeah. That's really good. There's uh, there's so much I want to unpack from that, but I think that that inspires mine, or mine's kind of along the lines of that is. Um, put the first things first, right? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. um, you know, as I reflected on last year, for me, there was a lot of, my word for last year was newness, you know? Um, one of my good friends and mentors, uh, Daniel, shout out Daniel Kim, he, you know, he prompted, actually it was a meeting that us three had. He was like, what are you naming this year? This is last year, January of last year. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, if you don't name your year, someone will name it for you. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't want someone naming it for me. So then let me figure it out. And then, you know, I feel like the word that just came right to me was newness. Hmm. And of course, you know, it's easy to be like, yeah, new year, newness. Like, it, you know, it's easy to kind of have that word be the thing that you feel like is for you. But there was something different about that word newness, specifically for last year, because I think I had just come out of a very... Um, tough season. I would say the entirety of the pandemic from like 2020 to literally like 2023, like three Mm -hmm. years of just kind of figuring out what is the next thing that God has for me. You know, I think, uh, you know, I've shared many times on this podcast that I'm, I'm, I've been used to a 20 year run of, you know, identifying as a professional dancer and being able to hide behind these titles and behind these names that I'm associated and affiliated with that I felt like God was saying, Hey, that's not who you are. Like that, that was a season for you. And those things will follow you. Those things will always be there, but who you are is not that. So I'm trying to show you what I want you to step into as far as who you are and your identity. And then I was so like kind of lost. I'm like, but God, I thought that's who I was, you know? Mm -hmm. And then he's like, I have something new for you. And so I think all of last year, I was like, okay, God, I'm ready for what this new thing is. And, you know, uh, this Bible study that we started back in March, um, that popped up literally, you know, like right into the new year. This podcast was like right at the top of the year. God put this podcast on our Mm -hmm. hearts and we didn't know exactly what it was going to be or how we were even gonna start it. We had no budget, like, you know what I mean? Like these things take money, like lights and cameras and microphones and locations and things like that. We're like, we don't have any of those things. Like, how are we gonna do this, God? And then God was just like, that's not you for you to worry about, just Mm -hmm. do it and I'll provide. And he literally has been providing ever since. So a whole year of newness and a whole, like a lot of um, new relationships, old some relationships that have kind of gone away to some that just aren't as prominent as they once were and then now like like you know at the end of the year like going from december into this you know january i felt like god was saying um cool now you've experienced the newness and i it was literally new year's day so this is a week ago we were sitting right here you know we started off our year just praying into the year um, cause our Bible study that we started, you know, lands on a Monday, which happened to be new year's day. So, you know, a lot of us were just reflecting on the year and then also kind of like, you know, what, what are we looking forward to in this new year? And I felt the Holy spirit be very clear to me just as we were sitting there praying and he was saying, he was helping me recognize you received newness last year, this year is the year of harvest. You're gonna mm. you're gonna see the fruit of the things that you've been sowing for years. Yeah. And um, but it was very clear though. He said, This is a season of fruit, this is a year of harvest, but take it seriously. 
<laughs> that take it seriously was like, <laughs> yeah. like it was like, hey, I got good stuff for you, but it's you're not going to be able to receive it if you're not ready for it, mm-hmm. and you're only going to be ready for it if you take it seriously. And and that weight, wow. though weighty, it was it felt good. It yeah. felt like okay, God, I I hear you, (laughs) I hear you, and I'm saying yes. And it's like, but teach me how to do it. Like, I can't do it on my own strength. And you know, the whole, um, you know, don't pour new wine into old wine skin. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, Lord, I need a new wine skin. Um, I I don't know how to prepare that on my own. Like you have to give me that so that what you pour into is is something that you've given me. And Mm -hmm. so I think as I'm going into this year, to be healthy for me is to um, shed the old ways that don't serve the new fruit that God has prepared for me. The old ways aren't going to, like the old wineskin is not going to be able to um, receive uh, Mm -hmm. the new fruit. Mm -hmm. And so that is like shedding off of old habits, breaking, you know, certain habits that like Lord's like, that's not for you. That's not for Mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. Never was for you. But like, I want you to know that like it really is not going to serve you in in stepping into this new season. And so, yeah, there's just like habits that I want to like to break off, new habits that I want to um, embrace and step into and, and be consistent with, even simple things like sleeping better, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like being disciplined with my sleep, sleeping early so that I can wake up early and yeah. have more hours in my day. Um, just like what you were saying of stepping into the word before I step into the world, like mm-hmm. that's so good. Um, even just last night, one of our sisters here was sharing, um, you know, she shared that the 80, the 80, 20 world uh, rule where it's like, like 20%, like the 20% of the things you do produces the 80% of the, the results of right. what you see. Right. Yep. And so I was like, wow, that's so good. And she was just encouraging and challenging the room to give your first hour of the day to the Lord and your last hour of the mm. day to the Lord. And I'm That's like, well, I know the first hour one, but yeah. the last hour one is kind of like, I'm yeah. on my Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that also triggered everybody too. <laughs> yes, it, it, it was very, and you know, but also with, um, which was great. I mean, this is totally Holy Spirit just kind of aligning everybody. There has been such a call and a, um, uh, a desire that everybody has for the importance of being in the word. Mm-hmm. Um, Pastor Nathan was sharing, uh, sharing about that just uh, this past Sunday, yeah. right? Just like the word is good for, for reproof, for correction, yeah. for training in righteousness and all that. Um, and, and, and another thing that I received was like that the gospel is not just like basic stuff that's like, oh yeah, Jesus died for you. Okay, yeah, we get it. All right, well, so what's the next, right. what's, what's next? You know, right. it's like, we have to always go back to that. And the other thing that he said that was like really loud was um, that eternity starts now. Hmm. It's not like once we die, that's when eternity starts. Right. And and when I thought about even the 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 way that Jesus saves people at different stages in life, some people get saved on their deathbed, like the thief on the cross, right? Some people get saved when they were children, and then they live a full life just following Jesus for for decades and decades and then everywhere in between and I thought about like what is the purpose of Jesus saving people at different stages well that's just to show that he does the work it's not Mm -hmm. anything that we do but then if salvation was just for the purpose of us not going to hell then why don't we all just get saved when we die right like he saves Mm -hmm. us while we're still alive on this side of heaven and that's like that I just felt like God was telling me that he invites us into unity with him 
while we are still here on this side of heaven, even in our brokenness, that Jesus chooses us. And then we get to choose to live a life following him, united with him, experiencing his grace, even though we wake up and we're like, man, Lord, I can't do it today. Right. And he's like, I got it. I did it for mm -hmm. you. And it's like that invitation to be in relationship with him before we get to perfection, before we get to, you know, that state of eternity where it's like no more sin, no more pain. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just that alone of just like, well, how do you even know that? You got to be in the word, you yeah. know, we got to meditate day and night. And so, yeah, I think for me, it's like the shedding off of those old things, putting on the new things, and then really like, yeah, letting the word like be the first and last um, in my day so that it really mm -hmm. like bookends my thinking throughout yeah. the day, right? Totally. So. No, that's huge, man. Yeah, yeah. And I love I love what you're saying about like the harvest is coming, but to take that seriously. Because mm. I think a lot of people assume that like times of fruit and like flourishing, it must just be easy. Mm. Like you're along <laughs> for the ride, yeah. right? And when things yeah. are, when you're like grinding and mm. things aren't working, when yeah. you're just plowing like dry soil, yeah. it's hard. And mm. you assume like, oh man, it'd be so easy. Mm -hmm. No, man, the, the times of flourishing and fruit can be some of the hardest yeah. in the sense of like, you're given a gift, it's immediately a responsibility. Mm -hmm. And when you start doing things for the kingdom, like the enemy, that's when he comes at you. Right. Yeah. Mm. So I love that mm. of like taking it seriously. It's not just yeah. like, all right, this is going to be epic. Right. I'm going right. to sit back and enjoy it's like, it. This is vacation time. Yeah. <laughs> like, man, yeah. I hope mm. we can enjoy it. Mm. But at the same time, it's like, well, I, I, taking it seriously is a good way to put it. Yeah. Because there's yeah. a weight that comes to yeah. it, there's a responsibility that comes to it. Yeah. yeah it's good. Yeah. 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 I think for me, one of the, we're talking about health and what is what does it look like to be healthy in 2024? Mine's actually really simple because we talked about what's a red flag, right? Um, mm -hmm. And for me, um, it's to really focus on being kind. Mm. Um, I think that's like my immediate sign of that I'm not healthy. Mm. Like I'm not kind to my wife. I'm not kind to my kids. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not kind to my friends. I'm not kind to my coworkers. My, my tongue is sharp, right? Um, being in a position of like authority at all or... Uh, being a team lead or, you know, when you're doing projects, um, when I know that I'm not okay, the first thing that goes is kindness. Mm. You know, like I'm just so mean. Mm. And I'm like, why am I so, like, where did this come from? You know, here I am uh, Monday nights or on Sundays or during my meditations, like praising the Lord. And then like one person wrongs me. I'm like, oh, death to that guy. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, hellfire to that guy, right? Mm -hmm. Like what's going on? And I think that's really checked me early. Something happened um, like right in the first of the year because you're spending so much time with family during vacation time. Yeah. So you're doing Christmas to vacation. And then as we were going through all of that noise, because I have two little kids, uh, a wife that loves and tolerates me, you know, and I sensed something was up. Like I was like, hey, um, you seem kind of cloudy. Like, is everything okay? She's like, no, everything's fine. Because in the sense of the outside, it everything did feel fine. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, things were moving, you know, she's working, I'm working, I'm busy, she's busy. There's no actual problems, you yeah. know, no big like in your face problems, but I just felt it. Right. Holy Spirit was telling me, talk to your wife. 
Like I just felt it. And I was like, what? Hey, you know, I got to ask you again. You know, I'm, I'm saying, I'm asking you that cause I'm trying to like probe or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm really just, I care and I want to slow things down cause I feel it. Mm-hmm. What's going on. And we just talked through. And as I was listening, I realized even in our vacationing, there was sharpness in my tongue hmm. where it was like, hey, let's get this done. Hey, why didn't you remember this? Right. Hey, why didn't you pick that up? And I and I realized I was just like pointing fingers and like blaming my loved ones yeah. on my discomforts or hmm. my expectations. And these resentments were happening in short bursts where it seemed like nothing but accumulated I'm not a, who wants to be around a person like that? (laughs) You're just a grumpy person. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I've been like kind of a grump for like three days Mm. and I didn't even know I was doing it. I had no clue. And so a healthy 2024 for me is just really focusing on through the spirit. But mainly for me is that kindness. My my tongue gets sharp, dude. Yeah. It's It's good. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, as um, you know, I, I wondered this. I've been wondering this for a while. And like, as you're talking about um, getting into the word before the world, um, you know, I, I had this like weird thing with like, um, I just assume pastors just are like always in a specific, they're like always like here. They're like, they're not, they're not down where the rest of us are. They're like, oh, you're a pastor. You, like you're God's favored you. So you're probably... Never having bad days. You yeah, probably yeah, yeah, always yeah, yeah, want to yeah, read yeah, yeah. the Bible. Probably <laughs> yeah, yeah, always yeah. praying and always like feeding the hungry. But you know, as you're saying, you know, there is the the temptation to, hey, did some did someone um, validate me by liking my post? Um, you know, uh, yeah, like did I get any new followers? Did I lose any followers? Are, am I, are people reaming me in the comments or, um, like, man? I just don't feel like opening the Bible. To, like, do you experience that? <laughs> I wonder these things. And, um, you know, well, I will say this, though, Jeremy. You are somebody that, um, I'll be honest, when I first started going to reality, um, and this is just in my own head, there was like this intimidation thing. I'm like, oh, that's the pastor. I better, like, run away. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know why. I was like, oh, it's, like okay. it's like the police. Yeah, like, oh, no. Like, right. It's the pastor. It's like um, when you see the principal in the grocery yeah, store or something. Exactly. Right? Like, you got to go the other way. The grocery store. That's good. That's good. That's good. And, then, and then, you know, and then I remember you, like, you, you greeted me and you said my name. I'm like, how does he know my name? And, and you know, I'm like, man, this is like a ton of people at this church. And, you know, so, uh, but what I, what I appreciate about you, Jeremy, you know, over the years, not only um, have I realized you're a human being <laughs> and like, you know, you are, you have your vulnerabilities and um, what I've seen you do actually, actually like, like kind of more so I've seen it more so lately is you sort of um, being vulnerable, like at the pulpit. Um, there was a time kind of in recent months where you were talking about, you know, um, uh, like spiritual abuse and things like that in the church. And there's a lot of people that, you know, uh, I come across all the time, especially nowadays where people aren't a part of a church because of things like spiritual abuse and, you know, being let down or hurt by people in leadership and things like that. And, and so you, you taught a sermon 
where you were talking about that. And it was kind of interesting because you addressed things that I guess no one was really asking, but you probably were like, you're probably wondering this, so let me just address it. (laughs) You're like, I don't get to just do what I want to do because I am the pastor of this church. Like there's an elder board. um, I'm held accountable by um, that board. And it's Mm -hmm. not like I'm the president of the United States and I get to just pull (laughs) triggers. You know what I mean? Like, um, and I just appreciated even that because I'm like, ah, I've actually always wondered about that. And I guess I've never asked. And I think um, that level of transparency, especially in these times is so needed because you know, not to keep go- blaming it on the pandemic, but there's so much that the world experienced in the last three plus years, four years now going on, um, you know, it, that it affected people spiritually, it affected people relationally, yeah. it affected them just in their own mental state, you know, and, and you know, uh, financially people lost jobs, people lost homes. And so there's so much heaviness, um, you know, and then, and on top of that, it's, you know, you, because of all of that, you feel, I mean, everyone feels this void of like, how do I fix this? You know, how do I fix all these problems? And, um, you know, people are looking for answers and, you know, without people, maybe not everyone realizing they're they're looking for Jesus, but they just may not know that. And then to, to look to the church of like, oh man, but that place hurt me already, or that place yeah. is all the politics and all that. And so I guess just what I'm trying to say is I, I, you know, as I was, you know, uh, prepping for today and I was praying for you and I was like, Lord, thank you that like Jeremy's just like a man. He's like, Mm -hmm. he's your son. Um, Yeah, you've called him and he's responding, but I see Jeremy the man. And um, I I wonder for you, you know, what, what is that like for you to be, you know, if that title pastor is always used in your intro card, yeah. you know, people are like, oh, he's a pastor. And then, then they, 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 you know, they kind of get their self, okay, he's a pastor. So let me, let me yeah. make sure that I know there's a pastor mm-hmm. in the room. Right. Like, you know what I mean? I'm sure that happens a oh, lot. Yeah. So like, how do you, as Jeremy, the man, you know, like, how do you navigate being in the position that you are, you know, leading a church, but also like being a man that struggles, being a man that is vulnerable and, and yeah. doesn't have the best days all the time. Yeah, well, thank you for saying that. I mean, I, your your words are encouraging to me, and I do think like the what a lot of people have experienced in the church and hurt in the church comes when pastors aren't willing to admit their own weakness mm-hmm. or their own struggle or their own humanity, to be honest, mm-hmm. and and then they end up trying to project an image of what they're not. Mm-hmm. And what's hard is people have this expectation of pastors of they probably have it all together. They yeah. probably don't struggle. Right. Yeah. And then pastors kind of feel that and they try to live up to it. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. As if I don't wake up grumpy some days <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or as if my like kids mm-hmm. don't get me at the end of my rope sometimes, mm-hmm. or if like I don't compare myself to other people or have insecurities, like all of that. And so, man, for me, like I'm just a normal person. Like, I, I mean, I, if I believed anything else other than myself, I would just be deceived. I'm mm. like a kid from Alaska who grew up and loves basketball, and God's led me down this path where I'm in Los Angeles and uh, doing ministry. But I, I feel like I have to go out of my way to remind people, like, no, man, I'm in it. Like, yeah. I'm in it with you. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. what you're talking about kindness yeah. and, you know, not being yeah. sharp with your tongue to your wife yeah. or like, 
I, I'm experiencing the same thing. So are other pastors. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, there's this great, great quote by Jack Miller. He says, um, pastors are chief repenters. <laughs> And so, like, a, a good pastor isn't a perfect person. Yeah, yeah It's a repentant, yeah. godly person. Yeah. So, yeah. like, man, I, I, I struggle every day. I'm like, I need the word before I go to bed at night just as much as you do, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so for me, I think I've just got to, like, when those kind of things come up of – well, I like breaking people's perceptions in that sense mm -hmm. of like, no, mm -hmm. man, I struggle like, and I need you to pray for me and yeah. I need accountability, yeah. and, you know? So I just refuse to live into unrealistic perceptions of what it means yeah. to be a pastor. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think yeah. LA is a little bit dangerous sometimes because there's such like a mentality in LA mm -hmm. of... I don't know, just celebrity and networking yep. and, and I'm like, when I talk to people in the church, like, yeah, of course I know your name. Like mm. I'm your pastor. I care about you. I want to <laughs> yeah, pray for yeah. you. I want to know how right. I can shepherd you. Yeah. Um, but sometimes people, I don't know, they've had experiences where they think that's not what a pastor is yeah, sure, or yeah, whatever sure. it is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Actually, I have a question about LA, right? Cause yeah. now I, I did know, he did mention you came from Alaska. <laughs> so yeah, I was just yeah, like, yeah. nice. So random. Now you've been pastoring in LA for a while. I've been feeling some stirrings, right? Mm -hmm. LA has been, there's been, I've never felt like I've been going through a season of boldness with mm -hmm. my faith. Yeah. And I was like getting ready for like mass persecution. Yeah. Like I was like, here it comes, you yeah. know? But strange enough, I've been running into these like beautiful encounters where I talk about God, whether they believe it or not, they're just so willing to listen. Yeah. And their hearts are stirred or immediately I see pain. Mm -hmm. Like the, the pain, whatever pain they're going through yeah. just surfaces. Yep. And then it's immediately like, I actually do want to talk about something. Mm -hmm. And so I'm curious as like you see all these hundreds and thousands of people now that's come through the church and you know, these past few years in the recent years, at least from maybe the pandemic to now, do you, what are you feeling in Los Angeles? Cause yeah. I'm starting to feel some stuff. I'm curious. I, I agree. I, I feel like people are as hungry as I've ever seen them wow. in Los Angeles. Wow for the Lord. They don't even know what it is. Right. They're That's hungry. So cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so I'm, cool. I'm talking to neighbors yeah. who would have never wanted to talk to me about church stuff. And now they're curious Wow. or people are showing up at church and I'm saying, Oh, how'd you, you know, do you have a friend that you're like, no, I just like, I've never been to church in my life. Wow. I just Googled it. Hmm. Like wow. I've to, I've, I keep having those conversations wow. with people who mm -hmm. are like, I never would have thought I'd been at church and here I am. Mm -hmm. Wow. So I definitely think there's a hunger. I think the pandemic, I mean, obviously it shook people, but I think the pandemic plus like the just increasingly increasing like shallowness of our culture <laughs> it yeah, just yeah, leaves yeah, people yeah. longing for more. Yeah. yeah like totally. there's gotta be more than this. Ah, so and, good, yeah. and so I think people are hungry. Yeah. I see that in even like one of the things I love doing is praying for non-Christians mm. and I'll be talking with someone. They'll tell me about something that's going on in their life. And, and I'll be like, can I pray for you? And the, the, like, you can see the shock on their face. Like what? Like nobody's ever asked me that. Yeah. And then you wow. pray for them. It's like, they don't, you can tell they're kind of awkward. They're not sure. Like, what do I do? Do I close my eyes? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I realized like I've prayed for a lot of people yeah. who yeah. they've never had someone pray wow. for them. Wow. 
And it's this deeply spiritual experience. Wow. And usually afterwards, they're kind of at a loss for words, but I can tell there's a deep gratitude. Yeah. Like, wow, like mm-hmm. that was wow. something happened there. Wow. So even that is like, a lot of people might think, oh, that's so offensive, like mm-hmm. to pray for someone in this secular city, you sure. know? Mm-hmm. Whereas in, I, I think in reality, most people are longing for that kind of thing and don't know who to talk to and right. don't know where to go mm-hmm. to experience yeah. it. Wow. wow. Yeah, you know, when you talk about that, um, yeah, like, uh, the longing that you see that people didn't realize they even had, right? Because, I mean, I think most people are, in general, kind of guarded, right? Especially these times. We don't know who to trust, what Mm -hmm. to trust. And then especially this year, we got an election coming up. So people are like, already the walls are up. You know what I mean? People are just like, I don't know. (laughs) Everyone's out to get me, you know? And, and, um, you know, that's like the, the crazy thing that, you know, we think that our humanity is so, like, um, like we trust in our humanity a little too much where like, it's like, no, I don't need that. I don't need God. I'm good. Mm -hmm. You know, I I got, I I have, you know, I'm spiritual, you know, uh, you know, I'm a a good person and, you know, universe and all these other things. Right. And then, and then you just like have that encounter where the Holy Spirit just breaks through all of that, you know, and I've seen it. it. I've seen it. Like we've experienced it here, even in our Bible study and, you know, um, and, and, you know, we don't consider this a church or anything, but even like on our Monday nights, we have people who, well, I don't go to church, you know, mm-hmm. but like, I heard about this and yeah. they're like, cool, you're yeah. welcome. You know, yeah. let's sit and like, can we pray for you? And, and, and people keep coming back. And so like, even, you know, the people who are like, they don't even know why they're here. They don't even yeah. know why they show up. They right. Googled something and they're yeah. like, I'm just going to go check it out. Yep. And whatever that is, is. Um, like I literally, you know, just not long ago, someone came um, and he like had just kind of started going to church and um, and he was just like, I'm not really sure if I like, like people tell me that like I hear, like they hear God's voice. And he's like, what is that? Like, well, how do you hear God's voice? I, I want to hear God's voice. Like, I don't know what that's like. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, bro, I think you are hearing God's voice because look at you're here. You keep showing up right. and like you're going to church. You're like. Put, you're putting yourself in men's groups and you're, you, you have a mentor. Like, why are you doing all that? Like, yeah. you're hearing God's voice. And it's, it doesn't mm-hmm. always sound the same to mm-hmm. everybody. And so, you know, yeah, I think it's just really interesting that, um, yeah, no matter how much, like, no, I got it. Like, I know who I am. And like, I don't believe in that stuff. I have my own spirituality. And like, God could break through all of that. I mean, he, yeah. he saved Paul on the road to Damascus right. like, and and he, he wasn't even asking for it. He was encountered right. by God and, and it was such a radical thing where mm-hmm. that was all God. If anything, Saul was in direct opposition to God and yeah. God said, I'm going to use that. Yep. And it's just, that's crazy. Um, another thing that like, I, I wonder, you know, for you um, as a man, as um, you know, you teach, you, you fill your, your flock, you know, you teach and you preach and you you feed. How do you, as a pastor, get pastored? <laughs> like, how do you get fed? Yeah. Um, I mean, you need church. You totally. need, you know, accountability. You need to be encouraged and filled up. Like, how do you get filled? Well, it's so important. I mean, and it relates to what we were talking about earlier, but I always tell people, I'm a member of the church before I'm a pastor of the mm. church. Mm. I'm a sheep before I'm a shepherd. Mm-hmm. And... I need the word. I need to be prayed for. I need encouragement. And so, yeah, like I'm, I'm the one who's preaching the majority of the time, but, um, I've got, uh, shepherds in my life as well. So like 
I mean, I would start with that with our elder team. Like we have a plurality of leadership. We're all in it together. And man, those guys are holding me accountable. They're praying for me. Um, and, and part of why even like I work hard to develop a preaching team. So I preach the majority of the time, mm -hmm. but we've mm -hmm. got four different guys mm -hmm. who preach regularly. And I mean, this last Sunday, like mm -hmm. for me to sit through the service with my wife, holding her hand, like just receiving the word being preached, like, man, it's so yeah. good for my soul. Mm -hmm. I need yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So i like our elders and our team and our church is really great. And then I've got friends in my life who ask me hard questions, who I confess my <laughs> ugly sins to. You know, we have our, we, we, we confess certain things. Yeah, and so, yeah for sure. I've got Those friends who I confess friends, my man. ugly sins to, right? Those like, best friends, uh, all man. sin is ugly for the record, but yes, yes, uh, yes. you know what I'm saying. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So, no, that's, that's important to me. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. uh, to be a good leader, you have to be led well by others. Mm -hmm. And so, I've got to keep coming to the Lord Himself, but also have other people in my life who are investing in me. And man, mm -hmm. that's just true, like, from day one. I wouldn't be who I am or where I am yeah. if it weren't for um, godly people investing in me. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm so grateful for those kind of relationships. Yeah. What's up, stewards? We just want to take a moment to thank all the amazing supporters of Good Service. Thank you guys so much. We have exciting news today. We officially have a Patreon. If you join the Patreon today as a subscriber, you get exclusive content every single week. From Q&As, solo reflection rounds, extended episodes, vlogs, and much, much more. You're going to find all of that exclusively on our Patreon. You can log on to patreon.com slash goodservicepodcast. Thank y'all so much. God bless y'all. Back to the episode. Hey. Being in ministry today, there's like so many different things going on with Christians, right? Mm -hmm. Christian music's getting kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's getting dope. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's some good stuff coming out. Mm -hmm. There's still some okay stuff coming out too. Mm -hmm. There's some like interesting movements. I know there was like this a club for Christians recently that kind of went viral, things like that. Um, there's the big rally that happened in Hollywood, right? That was a few months back yeah. and things like yeah. that. Do you feel like... Um, because you've, you've seen some history now of like, you know, mm -hmm. being in ministry this long. Is this new? Or is this like, you know what I mean? Like, is this new? Is this like, is this type of revival new? Or is this different? Because I've only been around, I'm 37, right? So I've only been around, yeah, just a little bit. And to me, it feels newer because I was too young to remember any of those like revivals in the 70s right, or 80s. Right. I just don't. I just, I wasn't there. But I'm here now. And it feels so new. Like, I just, I don't know. I've never been to, like, I'll go to, like, this completely secular, all-networking L.A. event, right? Where it's, like, you got to meet the who's yeah. who. And, you know, everyone's, like, brushing up their resumes, getting in there and, like, talking all out. Like, you know, uh, like, oh, this is my five-year plan. Oh, this is what I'm working on. They just go there to kind of just you know, pour cloud on each other yeah. and then like try to find the good deals and figure out how to work together. Like I'll be in crowds like today, but with God's like a uh, blessing and work that he's been doing with me, I, I've been just walking in boldness where I'll go in and I'll literally, they'll ask me, so what's going on in your life, man? Or Kevin, how you been, man? I'd be like, there's this Bible study on Monday nights. It's been rocking my life, bro. Yeah. And when I said that in the past, they go, okay, cool. Like, it'd be like a very, uh, like a quick, like, let's change the subject. Yeah. But I'm literally stopping them in their tracks. And they're just like, can I, what do you mean? Yeah. 
Like, I'd love to know more. Like, I've never had that response. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what's going on? Like, like I'm also very excited yeah. <laughs> that that's the response. Yeah. But at the same time, it's um, like, I'm just seeing, you know, just going back to the hunger piece that you mentioned, you know, like, is this new? Like, like, I don't know. Like, I'm asking because you got the experience. Like, what have you been like, if you're going to compare, like, when you were younger to now and like what things are going on and all this new stuff with yeah. content, Christian content. We're making Christian content. That's what content. this is. <laughs> what this is. <laughs> you know, uh, like, you know, is, you know, is that adding to it or like what's, you know, like what do you feel with all this? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of excitement and there's a lot of potential. I think the... The question is, is what kind of fruit will these things bear? Mm -hmm. And is there lasting deep change that produces followers of Jesus, wow. devoted followers of Jesus, yeah. or is there, is it the latest thing after the latest thing that's mm -hmm. kind of like mm -hmm. hype, momentum, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. and then it doesn't really create any lasting change. Mm. And so, that's good. That's you know, good. maybe I'm at the stage of life where I'm old enough to have seen <laughs> enough of the spikes that don't really create lasting change, mm. but I'm young enough to believe like this could turn into something. Mm. Wow. Um, but I think that we have to have a lot of discernment with that. Yeah. I mean, especially yeah. in LA, mm -hmm. there's, there's such a tendency to just go to whatever's exciting, whatever's the latest thing, whatever kind of mm. feels like there's a buzz or momentum. And it's easy to be in a room that has a lot of people and be like, that's the Holy Spirit. It's like, well, maybe it's just because it was like a packed room. Too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. That's good. Like, that's good. The Holy yeah. Spirit leads people to like confession and repentance right. Right. and right. generosity and mm. justice. Right. So right. in that sense, like, I want young Christians in LA to press in, but not to be duped into like an initial buzz being the same thing as like a genuine harvest wow. and real fruitfulness. Wow. So that's where like, I want to be excited, but that excitement to press in to say, man, we got we to gotta make sure this is grounded in scripture. Mm -hmm. We got to yeah. make sure that this is getting to the heart. We got to make sure that we're not just trying to be impressive to the world by the world's standards. Wow. Wow. So that's one of the dangers is like, oh, we're getting a following. We're doing this. Sure. Like, yeah. Sometimes that could mean you're doing things right. Sometimes it means you're doing things wrong. <laughs> so yeah. God sees our hearts and we've got to be thinking about wow. what kind of fruit it's producing in the long run. Wow. Yeah. That's good. You, That's so okay. Wise. You mentioned yeah. the discernment thing. I'm glad you, you said that word because we have to discern like, is it the Holy Spirit or is it just the hype? And um, I mean, if we're not praying into it, it's hard to discern that it's, it's impossible like yeah. for us to discern whether this is God, whether, and we're not true. even asking God, like, yeah. Lord, is this you? Right, true, and true. we're just building because it's like, it's working guys. It's yeah, working, yeah. you know? And, yeah. um, and you know, it, man, that discern, that word discernment is so, it's so vital in all of this because we're in it right now. We're like, hey, dude, we got like a viral clip, man. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we got like a yeah, thousand yeah, more yeah, followers yeah. because of that. That's like, pretty yeah. sick. Yeah. And then, and I'm not gonna lie, man. Like, it's exciting. You know what yeah. I mean? And and it's not bad to be excited. And then we're also learning, like, well, like, do numbers not matter? Like, of course they do. Like, there's numbers yeah. in scripture. Like, four thousand people got saved, right. and it's like it's there. Yeah. yeah. And so numbers do matter to God, and you know, obviously, like. 
God wants all men to come to the saving knowledge of what does all mean? That means a lot of people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a lot of numbers in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so the numbers do matter, but I, of course it's in the, it's that fine line of, you know, that's where the enemy loves to come in and, and start prodding at things of like, oh, is this, is this your pride? Is this, yeah. is this your ego? Like, is this because you just want to be, you know, relevant and things like that? Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it's, we don't know. I mean, someone can come to, you know, reality because they heard it's like the cool Hollywood megachurch. Who knows, right? And maybe they just go to be like, yeah, I go there. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I just put them on blast. Like, uh, bro. <laughs> but, but you, you get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, it's, it's funny. Anytime anyone asks me, they're like, what church do you go to? I was like, oh, it's real, Reality LA. And they're, they're like, oh, where is it? I'm like, it's in Hollywood. And they're like, oh. And then immediately I'm just like, it's not like, it's not <laughs> like, like it's not what you think. <laughs> yeah. We teach, the, it's the word of God, man. I promise you. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. it's sound it's so doctrine. funny. No, no, I'll, I'll jump right back in. I actually, you said something earlier that I kind of want to, um, ask about because you yeah. said there are a couple of things that you know we talked about the fruit it needs to bear fruit and you you're seeing things happening today that you see the fruit and some of them you don't we don't have to talk about the don'ts but i would love to know what are you seeing that you're like oh this is really cool i wish you know i want more kids to lean in that or mm -hmm. you want the current state it doesn't have to be young people even just let's just lean into that like what yeah. are you seeing i guess in that you know, the thing that comes to mind for me is like, I feel like I'm seeing this a lot in our church and it's something we care about, but I see it in others as well, is that you can proclaim the gospel and pursue justice and you mm. don't have to choose between those two things. Mm. And a lot of the time for me growing up, and I think a lot of churches are like this today, it's either like we preach the gospel or we pursue justice and we're all about this. And it's almost like you got to choose one or the other. You got to sacrifice this or that. Wow. And we've tried to cast a vision at our church of we want to represent Christ in word and deed. And we want to proclaim the gospel. We believe that the greatest need every person has is to be reconciled to God. Mm -hmm. But we also see really practical, tangible needs all over our city, whether it's yeah. the foster care system or the homelessness crisis yeah. or uh, food insecurity. And to be able to say, we proclaim the gospel and then the gospel motivates us right. to care about the whole person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's something yeah. I'm encouraged by. I see people getting that and and running with it in a way where there is there is a lot of good fruit from that's that. Good. Like people yeah. are getting saved, but people are also getting off the streets and yeah. getting jobs mm -hmm. or yeah. uh, getting so getting uh, being able to provide for their families. So that's been encouraging to me. That's cool. Mm -hmm. I like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so like... Um, yeah, I lost my train of thought earlier, but I, yeah, going back to just, you know, being, you know, discerning like what is working for the Lord, um, you know, whether that's a, a, a different platform for content, whether that's uh, programming, you know, of how we do our Sunday services mm -hmm. and, and things like that. So, you know, I'd love to hear your take on like, because I'm also, I, I, I got saved in the 90s. And, um, you know, I was going to a church that was, I'd say, very pretty conservative and, you know, like also, you know, not not trying to call out any, you know, churches specifically, but, you know, just like, you know, cessationist gifts of the Holy Spirit have ceased, like even like raising hands at church was like, whoa, 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 <laughs> relax. <Right. laughs> it's a little, it's a little too much. Only, yeah. like, come on. You know, and so like. 
And so, it, you know, imagine from that to like, you know, dancing is like, hey, why do you dance? Like, that's a little secular, you know what I mean? And so like now we're, you know, I'm not trying to call out what, label it as new age Christianity or whatever. <laughs> it's just like, hey, look, I, per, and I know people have different opinions, which is fine. And I think that's actually great too. But, you know, I've, I've experienced my walk as a believer from being very like, whoa, this stuff's like secular. And I don't know about doing church that way. Like, I don't think, you know, Christians should be doing this. And now I'm like, I don't know if I even agree with the way that I used to think because I was just taught that. And then I'm just experiencing God mm. differently. So now that we're in 2024, it's like almost the wild west, right? It's like, what is, <laughs> everything is permissible or nothing is, yeah. or it's just like, there's so much that you have to discern. Yeah. Um, so for you as, you know, yeah, Kevin was talking earlier about like revival in LA and, you know, um, yeah, we've heard about like the Jesus, you know, revolution movement and like the seventies and stuff like that. Like there's so much that I personally feel also that there's something stirring right now. But then as there's something stirring, like we really need to discern like, Lord, what, where are you at? Where are you calling us? Yes. Like God is in technology. God is in digital media. God yeah. is in music. God is in arts. Um, and he's still in the, in the Sunday church, like you know, in that context as mm -hmm. well. It's not like, oh, that's dated. Right. It's time to get right. online yeah. and yeah. podcast. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. So like, yeah. how do you like, kind of like sift through all that? Yeah. Basically chat GBT for sermons. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, although man, that's going to be dangerous. Yeah, I guarantee yeah. you pastors will be doing it. Yeah. Yeah. No, man, I, I mean, I think that like the church needs to be the church mm -hmm. and we are called like as a, you can think of the church as an organism and as an institution. As mm -hmm. the organism, it's like it's the body of Christ, the congregation. Congregation. Mm -hmm. So if you yeah. ask me, like, oh, where's Reality LA? I'd say, well, right now they're in like studios in West Hollywood yeah. and like a school mm -hmm. in Burbank, sure. and yeah. you know, in a business in South LA. Like sure. yeah. the church is all over. Yeah. But then institutionally, the church is called to make disciples, to preach the word, administer the sacraments. So the church has to be really clear on what its focus is. But then we're making disciples who are salt and light in the city. So man, yeah. like getting creative in technology and dance, like all these different industries and fields, like that's what the church should be doing is representing Christ throughout the city in their vocations. I mean, the, the kind of mentality of like God cares about Sundays and spirituality, but not all this other stuff. Like that's so far from a biblical worldview, mm, wow. this like sacred secular divide that said, God cares about when I'm reading my Bible, praying and going to church, but he doesn't care about work, sports, food, mm. man, we got to like blow that up mm. and recognize God yeah. created all things good. Yeah, and yes, yeah. it's fallen, but he's renewing all things. Mm. And that infuses meaning in yeah. every aspect of our lives yeah. from the meals that we share to the hobbies that we have, to the work that we do, to the relationships that we have. It's all for the glory of God. Mm. Yeah. yeah, That's really good. How do you yeah. feel about suits on the pulpit? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Suits like, like, like wearing a suit? <laughs> yeah. It's like, what am I allowed to wear? Yeah, because a lot of people, you know, they've been wearing t-shirts and uh... <laughs> no, It's so funny. I had yeah. my, uh, my, my wife's pastor, Pastor Joe, who's like, he's one of my heroes. Yeah. Like he's, yeah. he's mentored me in so many ways, mm -hmm. but he's in, he's like in his late seventies now. And he came to LA and visited Yeah, and he's like, he comes in, you know, he's old fashioned. So like Heck he wears yeah. a suit every time. He can't imagine a preacher. He's <laughs> yeah. like, he sees me and afterwards he goes, I couldn't believe it. You're just, 
you're in your tennis shoes with your <laughs> with your uh, How dare you blue jeans on. <laughs> but I, I think when I was walking, I always wear a backpack. Yeah, and he's like, yeah. you got your backpack on. <laughs> yeah. <It's> like, <laughs> With your briefcase, like, what are you doing? But it's funny. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, you yeah. have people can be legalistic in that environment. Sure. Like, you got to wear this. You can almost go the other way. Totally. Like, yeah. oh, man, if you're not dressed this way in L.A., sure. then That's you true. don't get it. Right. That's and so, true. like, we're so prone yeah. to, to so pride funny. and self-righteousness yeah, yeah, and yeah, to yeah, take yeah, what yeah, we're yeah. doing and assume it's the way and critique yeah. everyone else. Yeah. I thought you would have more chains on, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. More tattoos. I know, LA pastor, no tats. Like, what's no going tats, on? Um, so you you wrote you wrote um, a few books, and um, uh, I'm I'm curious as to subject matters. I mean, you could talk a lot about a lot of more quote unquote relevant topics, meaning culturally relevant. Yeah. Uh, you know, people who are seeking more self-help type of things. But I feel like the route that you chose with the books that you wrote were um, really talking about the person of Jesus and, and mm. the atonement and, you know, like so good. seeking him first. And and so I'd love to hear, you know, your as as a professor, you know, as somebody who's, you know, like, yes, you've you've got you've done the whole thing, seminary and all that. So, you know, scripture. So there's so many things that you can address. Um, why? Why was it for you that you chose to go that route? Yeah, I mean, I think that what I, here's what I see. People are having their theology, their beliefs formed by reactionary debates on social media about hot topics that Mm. won't be that important in a few weeks. Wow, let's go. And when that's what's forming your beliefs, Mm -hmm. and it's all happening in our society in this like political environment, right? Mm. And that's where people are genuinely being formed. Like people who are growing up in their teenage years now, early 20s, like why do they believe what they believe? It's probably because of what they've watched on TikTok or on Twitter or Mm. read a quick article here or there. So my concern is people are learning about all these hot topics when they don't have a foundation. And so people get excited about a debate about critical race theory or about this thing over here, this latest political squabble. And they don't know anything about the kingdom of God. Oof. They want to talk about um, they want to talk about race, but they don't know what the image of God means. Oof. Or we get excited about you know whatever it is, sexuality, gender, and they're real, those are important topics. I'm not yeah. minimizing those at all. But we're going to those things before we hit things that are so foundational, like mm. who is Jesus? <laughs> Why did he come? What did he accomplish on the cross? Yeah. So in the writing that I've done, man, there's like a flurry of books coming out on all the hot topics. Mm-hmm. And yeah. a lot of them are great. I'm, I'm reading a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And we need them. We need, yeah. Christians need a Christian perspective sure. on those things. Yeah. I want to help people have a solid foundation That's so good. of if... If, if you're like drilling down in these narrow things, but you don't understand what the kingdom of God is, yeah. man, I would just remind you, that's the number one thing that Jesus talked about throughout his life and ministry, the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. It's con- they couldn't get him to stop talking about it. Every time he tells a story, it's just a way of talking about mm-hmm. the kingdom of God. When he's teaching about ethics, he's saying this is the ethics of the kingdom. And so when, when you have that framework of the kingdom of God, then you can start to say, okay, I can understand race now within this framework or Mm. i can think of sexuality as a christian because i understand the image of god and the kingdom of god 
So that's why in my writing, I've, I've tried to give people foundations to be able to engage in mm-hmm. some of these uh, mm-hmm. difficult topics. Mm-hmm. Man, I just, mm-hmm. I just saw the passion just flare up. And I, and I <laughs> love yeah, that yeah. because yeah, that I, man, when you were saying that, I was just thinking about <clears throat> like why we even have like this, this Bible study, why we started meeting was we were just like, we need to get in the word. Yeah. Like we need to, we were just hungry to just learn more of who God is mm-hmm. and all of what it says. And um, we're doing this. Some of us challenged each other this year to start, you know, the in the beginning, start the 365 yeah. Bible, right? So we're doing it. But what's crazy is it's been so good. And I realize what's beautiful about reading the Bible again in any different season of life is that in these past few years, I got to know God more. And now I get to use that lens and read it from the beginning again. Mm-hmm. And suddenly it's different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why is it so different this time? Yep. And it's like, the more I get to know God, it's like the language is changing, even though it's not. It's like, I don't know. I don't even know how to express that properly, but that's, I'm literally going through that right now. And I love what you said about foundation. Yeah. And, I hope more churches that I hear. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. I don't want to judge anybody, but you know, because you know, topical stuff is cool. Yeah. But dude, the 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 coolest thing of all is just Jesus, the foundation. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Ugh. Yeah, I always appreciate whatever the topic is that um, you know that's taught from the pulpit, not just from you, just yeah, from the, all the teaching pastors mm-hmm. at Reality. Um, it always points back to Jesus. It always points back to the cross because no matter what the story is, it's like, well, the the way that this story ends, you know, is with Jesus. And um, I love that that is the focal point that, um, that, you know, you personally emphasize in your own life and in your own walk and and how you, you know, built the ministry of of Reality LA. And and this is not just an episode of the giant sales pitch for the church. I'm just, just, hey. It's like, hey, hey. I'm proud of my church (laughs) and I love my church. And man, I've been there for like, now it's a decade. It's 2014 is when I started going. Amen, man. That's great. And uh, and you know, another thing that I wanted to point out, just kind of, you know, before we kind of land this plane is um, you you emphasize the importance of planting roots, you know, and LA being such a transient city and people come here <laughs> to kind of just, you know, do their thing. And then once they, you know, had their fill, they they yeah. leave, they bounce. And, you know, like we just got out of the holiday season. A lot of people go back to their respective homes. So LA was, LA's kind of almost like a ghost town a little bit for a while. And then people kind of come back and then, yeah. you know, so with that and, and yeah, you're not from here, you're from Alaska mm-hmm. and you've, how long have you been in here in LA 11 now? 11 years. 11 years. Nice. And so, um, yeah, for you, like, um, like what is the importance of planting roots somewhere and, and, and deciding not like, not necessarily like, Oh, this is just what I've decided. But I mean, you've, you've spoken many times how you feel like the Lord's called you here yeah. to LA. So what, what does planting roots mean to you? Yeah, man, that's, it's really important to me. I mean, and I don't, I don't say this, I don't think everyone's obligated to put roots down in LA, mm-hmm. but there are so many Christians who have left Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. We've even seen that in the last few years, yeah. right? Mm. And I, I just really believe like Jesus loves this city. Amen. And he loves Amen. the people here. And there's so much potential here. Yeah. And I, I always go back Amen. to that Jeremiah 29 passage where he says, seek the peace of the city to which I have called mm. you to. And he tells him, plant gardens, get married, have kids, build mm. houses. Mm. It's this vision of rootedness. Mm-hmm. And so for me, like, 
you know, I, I can make an impact on a Sunday or in a conversation here or there throughout the week, mm-hmm. but I'm hoping that I can have a lasting impact on the city by putting down roots and pressing mm-hmm. in for a long time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at one level that it sounds great, like we're going to commit, we're going to be in the city for the city. It's sacrificial commitment. Mm. It's also just a w- another way of talking about love is yeah. sacrificial commitment. And to, I think to love mm. the city the way God does um, requires that. So like for my wife and I, I mean, our family, we live in East Hollywood. Uh, my wife didn't dream of having bars on the windows uh, <laughs> you know, when she was growing up. But we're grateful just, for those yeah, bars. Yeah, 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 yeah. Too, uh, they, they protect. <laughs> but man, we, but yeah. at the same time, like there's... You know, it's hard, like there's, there's difficulties with that, but we're also on the front lines and we get to see so much fruit from it. So it's hard, it's sacrificial, but man, it like, I wouldn't trade it for anything. I'm so grateful to be able to to do what I'm doing in this city. And we always say we didn't come to LA because we loved LA or even because we liked it. We came here because we felt called and we've learned to love the city Uh, and God is doing a good work. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I've seen you guys. Uh, I mean, you know, we had uh, I had lunch at your place, um, you know, not that long ago, and I was like, oh shoot, you just live right down the street from the Hope Center. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you, you can walk there. Yeah. Um, no, I love that. And uh, well, yeah. So you know, th- our show we call the show Good Service, and um, you know, we we love to frequent these amazing food establishments that provide good and nourishing meals, good service, and um, you know, shout out Gyoza Bar for our meal today. Gyoza Bar. Um, but e- everybody has the ability to serve. I think everybody has a call to serve in a very unique way. Mm-hmm. Um, the words good and service mean different things to different people. What does good service mean to you? I'll tell you what good service means to me. I was going to share this earlier, but it um, it answers this question perfectly. Is I think of Ben Chung, okay? <laughs> good service, and you know he mentioned earlier that I, you know, I remembered his name, but you know how I have the majority of my interactions with Ben on Sundays, yeah, is because he sticks around and does the teardown team, mm. and uh, he comes to the church and he serves. And while everyone else out is in the courtyard and hanging out and catching up, Ben's out like carrying speakers behind the stage and tearing down and doing the hard work that nobody sees. So like, I mean, even I I love that the podcast is called Good Service Mm -hmm. and you guys do that in the city. You serve in this way, like creatively and getting out good content, connecting people. I love that. But you do it all the time when the camera's not on, you live that out. And that means the world to me, man. Wow. I'm grateful for you. Yeah. Hey, Woo. praise God, you know. Yeah. Hey, did you guys hear that? Good service is putting the chairs away. <laughs> That's right. That's for everybody. Everybody. Put the chairs away. Uh, no, I, thank you, Jeremy. That's really encouraging. And, you know, I mean, it, it's funny that you mentioned that. Like, um, like anytime I, like, you know, because I used to do this back in my church in Vegas, you know, I'm like, oh, I'll just do teardown because it's like, yeah. what is no one doing? Right. You need, what do you guys need help? Okay, you need help in that? I'll go do that, you yeah. know? And and it's a, it's an easy way to, I mean, it's almost kind of selfish. It's like an easy way to like not have to worry about um, doing things for the the praise of people or eyeballs because no one's there. You know what I mean? It's just you and the team that's doing it, you know? And mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Um, but no, I mean, like, yeah, I, yeah, thank you. That's really encouraging. And, and uh, um, I, you know, it's funny. After every time uh, I'm able to do teardown and I leave and I'm like walking to my car, 
I always have this prayer in my heart. I was like, Lord, thank you that I have like an able body that I can lift speakers and, mm -hmm. and move things. And like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I have a healthy body. Like that. what's yeah. my healthy body for? It's, yeah. it's to be able yeah. to do things to serve the Lord. So Ooh, wrapping um, it up with health. I love that. <laughs> look at that. Full circle. It's Ooh. a callback. Get healthy, you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, but um, no, Jeremy, thank you so much for um, coming through and giving us some of your time and, and breaking some bread with us. And um, we just want to acknowledge you, man. I mean, personally, again, as my pastor, you know, you you are a man that I um, I admire. I look up to um, your the moves that you make. Um, you know, I watch and I'm just like, wow, like that's a man that I I can like like confidently model myself after, but Amen. also Amen. Um, call friend and um, yeah, just call upon you and and like you're so um, approachable, which is some something that I I truly. Um, appreciate and and uh yeah that that's a big thing and and i know it's not just me who feels this so i just want to um acknowledge that give you your flowers for that and um yeah just thank you for just your faithfulness in pastoring our church so well for for so long and um thank you. and on you know with that um what is a way that our audience can serve you during this time hmm. man I mean, praying, praying for me and praying for pastors mm -hmm. um, is a big thing. Like yeah. the, the devil wants to come after us mm. and can mess with churches by messing with the pastors. Yes. Mm -hmm. And a lot of pastors are still limping from the pandemic. Yeah. And uh, a lot of pastors are tired and burned out. And by God's grace, I feel really healthy. I've got a good team. Um, I had a sabbatical two years ago. Mm. Um, but man, people praying. Uh, for pastors and leaders in the church, yeah. I think is really important. And I'd say don't don't underestimate that. Uh, anything that I do, it's that's good for the kingdom. It's not on my own strength. Mm. It's it's God doing the work, and it's usually through the the prayers of people. Mm. You know, I'll go up and preach a sermon. People will thank me for it afterwards. What they don't know is there's about 40 people who are praying for me the whole week. Wow. There's yeah. a group of people who are praying for me during the sermon. Mm. Uh, so like. God answers prayers, yeah. so I'd be grateful for that. Yeah, Man. praise God, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. Um, if people want to follow your journey, are you on socials, or what's the way that people can kind of keep yeah. up with your life? Yeah, on Twitter, Instagram. Yeah. What's the yeah. handles for the listeners? Uh, what are they? <laughs> I think <laughs> my point to the church. <laughs> I think my Twitter is Jeremy Treat Five, and my Instagram is just Jeremy Treat. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Definitely plug that in yeah. the the show description, captions, and all that. Um, folks, thank you so much for tuning into another episode. Um, we appreciate y'all. Man, we have been getting a lot of um, really generous donors and uh, people who have been just blessing us on the Cash App. And uh, we have a Patreon coming out very soon. So if or it you, might be out by this episode. It who might knows? be out by this episode. <laughs> so uh, make sure you hop on there. And um, yeah, this gives you an opportunity to subscribe and help us out monthly. Uh, we have some really cool exclusive perks and different content that's just going to be exclusive for our Patreon followers. Um, our newsletter is up and popping. Make sure you subscribe to that. And that's it. We'll see you guys on the next one. Good service. We out of here. Peace. Thank you for listening to this episode. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe and leave us that five-star rating. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Good Service Pod and on YouTube at Good Service Podcast. Thank you. Peace.